0: on the day of Pentecost. You can read about that in Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit is the paraclete, the one called alongside to help. He is the counselor, but Jesus is that wonderful counselor who has given us his spirit. Jesus is no longer here physically walking with us, but we have his spirit in us to guide us 24-7. He's a wonderful counselor. He's also the mighty God He's the everlasting Father, always has been, always will be. He's the Prince of Peace. I am so excited about this Christmas season where we can embrace the true meaning of Isaiah 9 and we can celebrate. Because the coming of the Messiah, folks, changed everything. The coming of Jesus, the Messiah, changed the past, it changes our present, and it changes our future. Because this Messiah, Jesus, is God with us. He bears our burdens. He takes away our sins. He equips us for daily life and for the ministry that he's called us to. I was talking a couple weeks ago with a pastor friend of mine, and I told him I was going to be doing a series and taking three words that describe Christmas. And, of course, his response was, well, what are they, love, joy, and peace? Because that's the typical words you think of, isn't it? Love, joy, and peace. Those are maybe words that we often associate with Christmas, But this series is a little different. We're going to focus on three different words that maybe you've never seen spelled out in the Christmas story or written on a Christmas ornament. But I think they capture the very essence of the season. So let's look at the text. And again, it'll be the same text for uh, the entire series. Isaiah chapter 9. And I want to read uh, this morning, beginning with verse 2. And continuing through verse number 7. Isaiah chapter 9. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have engaged the nation. You have increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Man, isn't that a powerful portion of Scripture? And today's Christmas-defining word is light. L-I-G-H-T. Jesus is the light of the world. I don't have to spend much time convincing you that we live in a dark world. Darkness manifests in a lot of different ways. Oh, the trafficking of children, the sex trafficking is horrific in this day and age. The murder of innocent, man, the abuse of power, whether it's in the church or in the government or in corporations. We all are aware of corruption in high places. And even the intentional spreading of lies and misinformation are common nowadays. Talk about a dark world. I could go on and on about the darkness of life on a global level or on a personal level. We know it exists, But I want to talk about the answer to that darkness. And that answer is God has given us Jesus to be our light. Now, I know there's a lot of people, maybe some of you watching online today, maybe some who are here, who just struggle with your own personal darkness. I don't know, maybe no one even is aware of it. You can smile, you can sing joy to the world. You can exchange gifts, but there's a personal darkness that you're walking through. Maybe you're fighting a losing battle with a sin. Maybe there's an addiction that you just can't seem to kick. Maybe you have a losing battle with confusion and a losing battle with despair. You know, just this last week, I spoke to a friend of mine. I've never met him face-to-face. I text him, I, I email him, I messenger him. He lives in a different state. But he said to me, Jerry, I don't see anything ever getting better. And then he added this phrase, which just pierced my heart. And he said, and if it did, what would it matter? Man, it's sad for people to be filled with such darkness. And it's not necessary. There are people, though, that have no sense of meaning or purpose or knowing how to direct their lives. Now, this guy was kind of an extreme example, and, and he's facing a lot of different things, and I actually recommended he seek professional help because he needed some professional help. You can't just pray away darkness. But I frequently encounter that kind of discouragement and confusion on multiple levels. People not knowing what they want or not knowing what to do or not knowing how to direct their lives. And you know, that's normal in the fact the curse of the fall is that we sometimes find ourselves struggling through this life with darkness all around us individually, in our communities, in our country, and globally. And that's why this message from Isaiah is so encouraging to us. It's so hopeful to us. He says, you are going to experience the coming of a Messiah, which we know is Jesus Christ. And he came to reverse the curse. He reverses the curse of sin. He reverses the curse of darkness. He came to bring light to this world. Hallelujah. Man, I know there's some here today and some who, you know, look around and, and your experience is like you just tend to see more shadows, more darkness than light. But it doesn't have to be that way. That's what our text says. When Jesus comes into your life, he brings direction. He brings freedom. The the prophet says specifically in today's passage, we didn't read the first verse today, but it says, nevertheless, there'll be no more gloom for those who are in distress. If you're in distress today, that is good news for you. There'll be no more gloom for you that are in distress In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun, the land of uh, Nepholti. And in the future, he'll honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. He came, friends, to bring light to a darkened world. And to me, (laughs) he came to bring light to Jerry. And I don't want you to rejoice that Jesus was born the Savior of the world. I want you to experience that Jesus is your Savior. He's your Savior. The light is Jesus. John records it in chapter 1 of his gospel, verse number 9. Here's what it says. He is, as John says, the true light that gives light to everyone. He's not a false light. He's not a, a, a light that's going to distract you. Jesus is in the North Star. He is the true light. And I want to talk in the time I have remaining of, of three different ways that you and I during this Christmas season can experience the light of Jesus in our life. These three points of light give our life's meaning, give our life's direction, give our life's purpose and and focus. I think about 1 Peter chapter 2 that says he has moved us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Christmas is a time of light. So let's talk about the light that Jesus brings into our life if we allow him to. And the first is that the light marks the destination. The light marks the destination. I love the cross that overlooks our valley. Man, since they redid that and put on those new lights, you can see that from every place. That cross is almost a guide. I don't care how foggy it might be, If you look up and see that cross that you know is located in South Wenatchee, man, you've got bearings all of a sudden. And friends, there might be times in your personal life, and maybe you're going through one right now, that there's not a light around you. There's a lot of fog, confusion, disappointment, pain, but I want you to know there's a light in the distance that will keep you moving in the right direction. And that light is the cross of Jesus Christ. Man, there might be times that you say, Lord, I don't understand everything that's going on. I I don't know what's happening in my life right now. I can't understand it. It's all confusing. But you can look at the light of Jesus and say, but I know where I'm going. I know that's where I need to be. I don't know where I am right now, but this is where I need to be. I'm your follower, and I'm going to move in that direction. You can always follow the light. Now, there will be times when all the direction you receive, and really, by the way, it's all the direction you need, is a light in the distance. You might not need light right in front of you, Keep your eyes on the light of Christ. Move forward toward Him. The light of Jesus reminds us of the incredible love that God has for us. That He would love us so much that while we were still in sin, the Bible says, He sent His only begotten Son, Jesus, to die for us. Now, that is love. That is love. Romans 8 says that nothing can separate us from the love of God that's ours in Christ Jesus. Not cancer, not divorces, not job terminations, not migraines, not eviction notices. No, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Keep your eyes on the light. I love going to the Oregon coast. I know many of you do as well. I love the lighthouses. I remember one time on the East Coast visiting my niece in North Carolina and seeing all the beautiful uh, lighthouses up and down the East Coast as well. And like a lighthouse, Jesus will never move. You know, he'll always be there. There'll be times when the only thing you know to do is keep moving toward the light. And in those moments, I want you to know that light is enough. An old southern gospel song by the Hinson's, some of you might remember this, was called The Lighthouse. It says, there's a lighthouse on the hillside that overlooks life's sea. When I'm tossed, it sends out a light, tis a light that I might see. And the light that shines in darkness now will safely lead us o'er if it wasn't for the lighthouse my ship would be no more. So I thank God for that lighthouse. I owe my life to him for Jesus is the lighthouse and from the rocks of sin has shown a light around me that I could clearly see for it wasn't for that lighthouse. Tell me where would this ship be? Keep your eyes on the light in the distance. Now, let's talk about the light that you might need at every turn, which is different. Sometimes you just need the lighthouse. You need to go in a general direction. But my second point today is sometimes you need a light at every turn. Most of you know I was born and raised in Forks. It's out on the Olympic Peninsula. And there's a highway that goes from Forks South to Aberdeen. It is a two-lane highway that is narrow and deserted, and there's no light whatsoever. You do not want to drive it at night. Because it's almost 100 miles, and there's really nothing between Forks and Aberdeen. Oh, there's a few things, but not right on the road. I remember one time in high school, I wasn't really confident as a driver, in my sister's old Toyota Corolla. Man, it was stormy. I don't know how much you know about forks, but it does tend to rain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like 120, 130 inches a year. It was one of those nights, the rain was coming down so so hard that you just couldn't even see in front of you. And I remember being by myself driving from Forks to Aberdeen on this two-lane highway, sometimes like a lane and a half, just uh, praying that a log truck isn't coming the other direction. And most of the trip, I could see nothing more than my headlights in front of me. And not on bright either because it was foggy. So it was on dim. I remember really being scared. I could only see 200 feet in front of me at any one time. And yet, by seeing 200 feet at a time, guess what? I made a journey (laughs) of almost 100 miles. And in the same way, friends, there have been times in my spiritual journey, and I'm sure there's been times in your spiritual journey, that you couldn't see much beyond the reality of the day. (laughs) You have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't even want to think about it, let alone next month. You have no idea what's around the bend. All you needed was the light for the moment. And there will be times in our life that the only light that you have is just enough to get you through the next turn in the highway. And in those moments, you'll discover that all the light you have is all the light you need. Again, that light is Jesus. He's the one guiding you through those dark times of life. And he'll give you light for the day. Maybe not light for tomorrow, or light for next month. But he'll give you what you need. This light for the moment. This light for the next turn. Comes from. Our time in the word. That's why it's not enough just to come and hear the word. Every week. And I so appreciative. Of you coming and hearing the word. But you need to be in the word Daily. Last week, I encouraged you to take one of our daily devotional books, Our Daily Bread, and I hope you've done that. Because the light for your next step often comes from this word. King David said it this way in Psalm 119, verse 105. He says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for the path. This is how Jesus speaks to us. This is how he gives us light. And as we spend time in his presence every day, his word helps us know the next step we're to take. There are times that we always say, Lord, I really don't know what your long-term plans are for my life. (laughs) Yeah, some people are these great visionaries, and they got their life planned out. Five years, 10 years, 20 years. Hardly ever happens that way because life's very unpredictable. And there are times that we just don't know our long-term plans for our life. But we know that today God's going to give us light that we might do our work heartedly with excellence we need to be obedient to what God's calling us to do today. And if you do that every day, guess what? In a year, you're going to be exactly where God wants you to be. Yes. To be obedient to today's light, man. There's times that you'll say, "Lord, I don't know how you're going to work out all these problems in my life and my family and my marriage." And but you know something? <laughs> it's more important. To know that you need to forgive those who have hurt you today. That today is the day of salvation. That today is the day to reach out and seek reconciliation and peace. See, small increments of walking in the light will help you focus on that end light. Man, there'll be times that you don't see around every twist and turn, but I guarantee you, if you've asked Christ into your heart, you have the Holy Spirit in you. You have enough light for this day. Okay, third type of light. We've talked about the light afar, the light near us. I want to talk about the light of a sunshiny day. Last Wednesday... There was a lot of snow. I texted my staff and said, you know, hey, take care of your family, be safe, let's not worry about things right now. It was dark, it was like the middle of a blizzard. But it was interesting, by 11 o'clock Wednesday, the clouds were gone. The sky was blue, the sun was shining and glistening off the snow, and it was a winter wonderland. My mood just went from kind of a dark to light. But I thought about, you know, a long time ago, a wise person said, you need to carry your weather with you. Carry it with you. You know, when you experience the bluest skies, it's when you're walking in the presence of the Lord. It's not about outward weather. You carry Your weather with you. You wake up in the morning and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to be glad and rejoice in it. It's going to be a good day because Jesus is with me and he's going to give me everything I need for this day. Man, friends, the light, or let me say the life you spend following Christ will yield more blue skies than any other form of weather. Now, it's not that it never rains on a Christian. We know that. I can tell you, after 60 years of following Jesus, man, there's far more sunshine than rain. More blue skies than dark skies. I remember as a kid, we used to sing all those, uh, they're kind of like camp meeting songs. They were gospel songs. The ones that were popular back in the 50s and 60s. We used to sing a song say, sunshine, sunshine in my heart today. Sunshine, sunshine all along the way. That's really good theology. And it taught me that, hey, I don't have to be Dependent upon other people, upon the weather, upon the economy. I can have sunshine in my heart if I'm yielding to the light of Jesus. Now we know there's dark times. I've never promised anyone, you know, a trouble-free life. a, A Sunday school picnic without ants or whatever, you know. Life is full of challenges. We live in a sinful world. But when we follow Jesus... Man, you can have that joy and that assurance to have a sunshiny day. Those who follow Jesus never lack for light because Jesus is their light. They never lack for sunshine. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 8, this is a great verse, mark it down if you're taking notes. John chapter 8, verse 12 I, Jesus, is speaking. This is red letter stuff. I am the light of the world. Put your name in there. I am the light (laughs) of Jerry. I am the light. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Man, what a great promise. We don't have to walk in darkness even though we live in a dark world. Why? Because we will have the light that leads to life. That scripture is so good and so rich that you need to say it out loud. Let's quote it together. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So my question to you, are you following Jesus? I'm not asking you if you come to church. I'm not asking you if you worship. I'm not asking you if you give in the offering. I'm not asking you if you know about Jesus. Do you really know Jesus as your personal Savior? He's promised us a life of light, of abundance, of joy and peace. Because when you follow Him, you walk in the light of his life his presence alone makes the light in your life better the sky bluer and brighter than it would ever be when Matthew in his gospel described the first days of Jesus public ministry he quoted from the Greek version of Isaiah not the version that we have translated for our English Bible, but the Greek version. That's what Matthew quoted, chapter four, verse 16, and here's what he says. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who lived in the land where death cast its shadow, a light has shined. We live in a land where death has cast its shadow. Not only physical death, But the death of hope. (laughs) The death of dreams. The death of ideas. And maybe the death of your plans for the future. But I want you to know today that this shadow that some of you see, some of you feel, is not as real as it appears to be. It's just like when King David said in Psalm 23, you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Because when you have Jesus, you you don't have to worry about the shadows. Now, in Revelation, John talks about eternity. He talks about the new heavens, the new earth, you know, the new Jerusalem and all that. But here's what he said in Revelation 21, 23. Again, we see it in Isaiah. We see it in the teachings of Jesus. And now we see it in this book that talks about the things to come eschatology. Revelation 21 says this, and the city has no need for sun or moon for the glory of God illuminates the city and the Lamb is its light. And the Lamb is your light today, December 4, 2022. It's true. If you surrender your life to Jesus, you don't have need for artificial lights, for some kind of manufactured happiness, because the glory of God illuminates your life. The Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who will illuminate an entire city someday, will illuminate my life. So even in our most difficult days when darkness is falling around and, and we're walking through this valley of the shadow, He is the light of that lighthouse that landmarks your final destination, keeps you moving in the same direction, and even when the road is full of twists and turns and disappointments and choices and decisions that you might not be able to anticipate, he's the lamp for your feet. And the light of his word, like the headlights on a car, will guide you will make your path straight, the Bible says. That's because Jesus is the light of the world. Because when you're following Jesus, every day is brighter than it would be otherwise because he's the source of your light. So today I propose to you, what is Christmas in a word? According to Matthew 9, it's light, light. Would you bow your head in a word of prayer? prophet Isaiah said it so well he said the Messiah whom we know is Jesus will shine a light into darkness and that's when Jesus can do for you. If you accept Christ, if you follow Christ if you yield to Jesus in every area of your life you can have the light you need for today and you can have the light you need for your journey. In this Christmas season, I'm hoping that you'll keep your eyes upon the light. I asked a question a few minutes ago. Do you know Jesus? Would you just pause and be authentic, be real with yourself? Not asking if you know about Jesus, not asking if you... Believe in Jesus. Have you completely surrendered your life to Jesus? He is the light that will help you through this dark world. It's not a matter of being good enough. A matter of being honest enough to say I I can't make it through this world on my own I mess it up every time I need help I need forgiveness for my sin and my selfishness and my mistakes in the past And I need this Jesus to live in me through his spirit, to give me light for today and for tomorrow. And ultimately to be like that lighthouse, knowing that no matter what happens between now and then, Jesus will lead me safely home. If you've never totally surrendered your heart to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to take a bold move today and just raise your hand so I can pray for you. am just going to take a moment and look around. We have some help for you. We have a, a Bible for you, some things that will help you establish your relationship. Most of all, we just want to walk with you. i just wait a moment. want everyone to have an opportunity. Father, I pray for this congregation because Lord, we all have dark areas of our life. Disappointments and confusion and diseases and fractured relationships and stress points. And Lord, I just pray that each of us particularly during this Christmas season, we'll open our hearts to you to let you be the light, not of the world, but the light of our lives, guiding us each step of the way, giving us that joy, that peace that comes by trusting in you and helping us to always keep our eye upon you as the lighthouse will guide us safely home. Thank you, Jesus, for being our light. We thank you and we love you. Let's stand and sing one more time to the Lord. Jesus, I love you.